Section 39 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3 by Robert Burton. Section 39. Partition 3, Section 4, Member 1, Subsection 3, Part 2. Alexander, the son of Amuntas, king of Macedonia, sent two statues of pure gold to Apollo at Delphos. Croesus, king of Lydia, dedicated a hundred golden tiles in the same place, with a golden altar. No man came empty-handed to their shrines. But these are base offerings in respect. They offered men themselves alive. The Leucadians, as Strabo writes, sacrificed every year a man. Averuncandae deorum irae causa to pacify their gods, de montis praecipitio deecerent, etc., and they did voluntarily undergo it. The decii did so sacrifice, diis manibus. Curtius did leap into the gulf. Were they not all strangely deluded to go so far to their oracles, to be so gulled by them, both in war and peace, as Polybius relates, which their augurs, priests, vestal virgins, can witness, to be so superstitious that they would rather lose goods and lives than omit any ceremonies or offend their heathen gods. Nicias, that generous and valiant captain of the Greeks, overthrew the Athenian navy by reason of his too much superstition, because the augurs told him it was ominous to set sail from the haven of Syracuse whilst the moon was eclipsed. He tarried so long till his enemies besieged him. He and all his army were overthrown. The Parthians of old were so sottish in this kind they would rather lose a victory, nay, lose their own lives, than fight in the night. T'was against their religion. The Jews would make no resistance on the Sabbath when Pompeius besieged Jerusalem, and some Jewish Christians in Africa, set upon by the Goths, suffered themselves upon the same occasion to be utterly vanquished. The superstition of the Debrenses, a bordering town in Epirus, besieged by the Turks, is miraculous almost to report. Because a dead dog was flung into the only fountain which the city had, they would die of thirst all, rather than drink of that unclean water, and yield up the city upon any conditions though the praetor and chief citizens began to drink first, using all good persuasions, their superstition was such no saying would serve. They must all forthwith die 
or yield up the city. Vix ausum ipse credere, saith Barletius, tantam superstitionem, vel affirmare levissimam hanc causam tantae rei vel magis ridiculam, cum non dubitem risum potius cum admirationem posteris excitaturam. The story was too ridiculous, he was ashamed to report it, because he thought nobody would believe it. It is stupend to relate what strange effects this idolatry and superstition hath brought forth of the latter years in the Indies and those bordering parts. In what feral shapes the devil is adored, nequid mali intentent, as they say. For in the mountains betwixt Scanderoon and Aleppo, at this day there are dwelling a certain kind of people called Coords, coming of the race of the ancient Parthians, who worship the devil, and allege this reason in so doing. God is a good man, and will do no harm, but the devil is bad, and must be pleased, lest he hurt them. It is wonderful to tell how the devil deludes them, how he terrifies them, how they offer men and women sacrifices unto him, a hundred at once, as they did infants in Crete to Saturn of old, the finest children, like Agamemnon's Iphigenia, etc. At Mexico, when the Spaniards first overcame them, they daily sacrificed viva hominum corda e viventium corporibus extracta, the hearts of men yet living, twenty thousand in a year, Acosta, Book Five, Chapter Twenty, to their idols made of flour and men's blood, and every year six thousand infants of both sexes, and as prodigious to relate how they bury their wives with husbands deceased, tis fearful to report, and harder to believe. Nam certamen habent laethi quae viva sequatur, coniugium pudor est non licuise mori, and burn them alive, best goods, servants, horses, when a grandee dies, twelve thousand at once amongst the Tartars, when a great cham departs, or an emperor in America, how they plague themselves which abstain from all that hath life, like those old Pythagoreans, with immoderate fastings, as the Banians about Surat, they of China, that for superstition's sake never eat flesh nor fish all their lives, never marry, but live in deserts and by-places, and some pray to their idols twenty-four hours together without any intermission, biting of their tongues when they have done, for devotion's sake. Some again are brought to that madness by their superstitious priests, that tell them such vain stories of immortality and the joys of heaven in that other life, that many thousands voluntarily break their own necks, as Cleombrotus Amborciatus, auditors of old, precipitate themselves, that they may participate of that unspeakable happiness in the other world. One poisons, 
another strangles himself, and the king of China had done as much, deluded with the vain hope, had he not been detained by his servant. But who can sufficiently tell of their several superstitions, vexations, follies, torments? I may conclude with Posewinus, Religifacit asperos mites, homines eferis, superstitio ex hominibus feras. Religion makes wild beasts civil, superstition makes wise men beasts and fools. And the discreetest that are, if they give way to it, are no better than dizzards. Nay, more, if that of Plotinus be true, is unus religionis scopus, ut eiquem colimus similes fiamos, that is the drift of religion, to make us like him whom we worship. What shall be the end of idolaters but to degenerate into stocks and stones? Of such as worship these heathen gods, for diigentium daimonia, but to become devils themselves? Tis therefore exitiosus error et maxime periculosus, a most perilous and dangerous error of all others, as Plutarch holds, turbulenta passio hominem consternans, a pestilent, a troublesome passion that utterly undoeth men, unhappy superstition, Pliny calls it, morte non finitur, death takes away life, but not superstition. Impious and ignorant are far more happy than they which are superstitious. No torture like to it, none so continuate, so general, so destructive, so violent. In this superstitious row, Jews for antiquity may go next to Gentiles. What of old they have done, what idolatries they have committed in their groves and high places, what their Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, essay, and such sectaries have maintained, I will not so much as mention. For the present, I presume no nation under heaven can be more sottish, ignorant, blind, superstitious, willful, obstinate, and peevish, tiring themselves with vain ceremonies to no purpose. He that shall but read their rabbins' ridiculous comments, their strange interpretation of scriptures, their absurd ceremonies, fables, childish tales, which they steadfastly believe, will think they be scarce rational creatures. Their foolish customs, when they rise in the morning, and how they prepare themselves to prayer, to meet, with what superstitious washings, how to their Sabbath, to their other feasts, weddings, burials, etc. Last of all, the expectation of their Messiah, and those figments, miracles, vain pomp that shall attend him, as how he shall terrify the Gentiles, and overcome them by new diseases, how Michael the archangel shall sound his trumpet, how he shall gather all the scattered Jews in the Holy Land, and there make them a great banquet, 
wherein shall be all the birds beasts fishes that ever god made a cup of wine that grew in paradise and that hath been kept in adam's cellar ever since at the first course shall be served in that great ox in job four ten that every day feeds on a thousand hills psalms one ten that great leviathan and a great bird that laid an egg so big that by chance tumbling out of the nest it knocked down three hundred tall cedars and breaking as it fell drowned one hundred and sixty villages this bird stood up to the knees in the sea and the sea was so deep that a hatchet would not fall to the bottom in seven years of their messiah's wives and children adam and eve etc and that one stupend fiction amongst the rest when a roman prince asked of rabbi jehoshua ben hanania why the jews god was compared to a lion he made answer he compared himself to no ordinary lion but to one in the wood ella which when he desired to see the rabbin prayed to god he might and forthwith the lion set forward but when he was four hundred miles from rome he so roared that all the great bellied women in rome made abortions the city walls fell down and when he came a hundred miles nearer and roared the second time their teeth fell out of their heads the emperor himself fell down dead and so the lion went back with an infinite number of such lies and forgeries which they verily believe feed themselves with vain hope and in the meantime will by no persuasions be diverted but still crucify their souls with a company of idle ceremonies live like slaves and vagabonds will not be relieved or reconciled mahometans are a compound of gentiles jews and christians and so absurd in their ceremonies as if they had taken that which is most sottish out of every one of them full of idle fables in their superstitious law their alcoran itself a gallimaufry of lies tales ceremonies traditions precepts stolen from other sects and confusedly heaped up to delude a company of rude and barbarous clowns as how birds beasts stones saluted mahomet when he came from mecca the moon came down from heaven to visit him how god sent for him spake to him etc with a company of stupend figments of the angels sun moon and stars etc of the day of judgment and three sounds to prepare to it which must last fifty thousand years of paradise which wholly consists in ceundi et comedendi voluptate et pecorinis hominibus scriptum bestialis beatitudo is 
so ridiculous that Virgil, Dante, Lucian, nor any poet can be more fabulous. Their rites and ceremonies are most vain and superstitious. Wine and swine's flesh are utterly forbidden by their law. They must pray five times a day, and still towards the south wash before and after all their bodies over, with many such. For fasting, vows, religious orders, peregrinations, they go far beyond any papists. They fast a month together many times, and must not eat a bit till sun be set. Their calendars, dervises, and torlachers, etc., are more abstemious some of them than Carthusians, Franciscans, Anchorites, forsake all, live solitary, fare hard, go naked, etc. Their pilgrimages are as far as to the river Ganges, which the Gentiles of those tracts likewise do, to wash themselves, for that river as they hold hath a sovereign virtue to purge them of all sins, and no man can be saved that hath not been washed in it. For which reason they come far and near from the Indies. Maximus gentium omnium confluxus est, and infinite numbers yearly resort to it. Others go as far as Mecca to Mahomet's tomb, which journey is both miraculous and meritorious. The ceremonies of flinging stones to stone the devil, of eating a camel at Cairo by the way, their fastings, their running till they sweat, their long prayers, Mahomet's temple, tomb, and building of it, would ask a whole volume to dilate. And for their pains taken in this holy pilgrimage, all their sins are forgiven, and they reputed for so many saints. And diverse of them with hot bricks, when they return, will put out their eyes that they never after see any profane thing, bite out their tongues, etc. They look for their prophet Mahomet as Jews do for their Messiah. Read more of their customs, rites, ceremonies, in Lonicerus, Turkic History, Tome 1, from the 10th to the 24th chapter, Bredenbachius, Chapters 4, 5, 6, Leo Afer, Book 1, Busbequius Sabellicus, Purchase, Book 3, Chapter 3 and 4, 5, Theodorus Bibliander, etc. Many foolish ceremonies you shall find in them, and which is most to be lamented. The people are generally so curious in observing of them that if the least circumstance be omitted, they think they shall be damned, tis an irremissible offence, and can hardly be forgiven. I kept in my house amongst my followers, saith Busbequius, sometime the Turk's orator in Constantinople, a turkey boy that by chance did eat shellfish, a meat forbidden by their law, but 
the next day when he knew what he had done he was not only sick to cast and vomit but very much troubled in mind would weep and grieve many days after torment himself for his foul offence another turk being to drink a cup of wine in his cellar first made a huge noise and filthy faces to warn his soul as he said that it should not be guilty of that foul fact which he was to commit with such toys as these are men kept in awe and so cowed that they dare not resist or offend the least circumstance of their law for conscience sake misled by superstition which no human edict otherwise no force of arms could have enforced in the last place are pseudo-christians in describing of whose superstitious symptoms as a mixture of the rest i may say that which saint benedict once saw in a vision one devil in the market-place but ten in a monastery because there was more work in populous cities they would swear and forswear lie falsify deceive fast enough of themselves one devil could circumvent a thousand but in their religious houses a thousand devils could scarce tempt one silly monk all the principal devils i think busy themselves in subverting christians jews gentiles and mahometans are extra caolem out of the fold and need no such attendance they make no resistance eos en impulsare negligit quos quieto jure possidere se sentit they are his own already but christians have that shield of faith sword of the spirit to resist and must have a great deal of battery before they can be overcome that the devil is most busy amongst us that are of the true church appears by those several oppositions heresies schisms which in all ages he hath raised to subvert it and in that of rome especially wherein antichrist himself now sits and plays his prize this mystery of iniquity began to work even in the apostles time many antichrists and heretics were abroad many sprung up since many now present and will be to the world's end to dementate men's minds to seduce and captivate their souls their symptoms i know not how better to express than in that twofold division of such as lead and are led such as lead are heretics schismatics false prophets impostors and their ministers they have some common symptoms some peculiar common as madness folly pride insolency arrogancy singularity peevishness obstinacy impudence scorn and contempt of all other sects nullius addicti jurare in verba magistri 
they will approve of naught but what they first invent themselves no interpretation good but what their infallible spirit dictates none shall be in secundis no not in tertiis they are only wise only learned in the truth all damned but they and their followers caedem scripturarum faciunt ad materiam suam saith tertullian they make a slaughter of scriptures and turn it as a nose of wax to their own ends so irrefragable in the meantime that what they have once said they must and will maintain in whole tomes duplications triplications never yield to death so self-conceited say what you can as bernard erroneously some say speaks of petrus aliadus omnes patres sic atque ego sic though all the fathers councils the whole world contradict it they care not they are all one and as gregory well notes of such as are vertiginous they think all turns round and moves all air when as the error is wholly in their own brains magallianus the jesuit in his comment on first timothy sixteen twenty and alphonsus de castro book one adversus hyreses gives two more eminent notes or probable conjectures to know such men by they might have taken themselves by the noses when they said it first they affect novelties and toys and prefer falsehood before truth secondly they care not what they say that which rashness and folly hath brought out pride afterward peevishness and contumacy shall maintain to the last gasp peculiar symptoms are prodigious paradoxes new doctrines vain phantasms which are many and diverse as they themselves nicolaites of old would have wives in common montanists will not marry at all nor tatians forbidding all flesh severians wine adamians go naked because adam did so in paradise and some barefoot all their lives because god exodus three and joshua five bid moses so to do and isaiah twenty was bid put off his shoes manichees hold that pythagorean transmigration of souls from men to beasts the kirkumkelians in africa with a mad cruelty made away themselves some by fire water breaking their necks and seduced others to do the like threatening some if they did not with a thousand such as you may read in augustine for there were fourscore and eleven heresies in his times besides schisms and smaller factions epiphanius alphonsus de castro danaeus gabrielus pratiolus etc 
of prophets enthusiasts and impostors our ecclesiastical stories afford many examples of elias's and christ's as our eudo de Stelis, a briton in king stephen's time that went invisible translated himself from one to another in a moment fed thousands with good cheer in the wilderness and many such nothing so common as miracles visions revelations prophecies now what these brain-sick heretics once broach and impostors set on foot be it never so absurd false and prodigious the common people will follow and believe it will run along like murrain in cattle scab in sheep nulla scabies as he said superstitione scabiosior as he that is bitten with a mad dog bites others and all in the end become mad either out of affection of novelty simplicity blind zeal hope and fear the giddy-headed multitude will embrace it and without further examination approve it end of section thirty nine